I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth, people. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Hello mates, I'm Jack, I'm Kenny, and welcome to Rock and Roll Up, the music and wrestling podcast. Here you'll find our weekly music and wrestling podcast with our signature wacky comedy twist. So wacky. Expect news, special episodes, controversial hot takes, and comedy features such as Kenny's rant, Jack's joke of the week, (laughs) and of course, pun association, musical fruit, John Lemon. So wacky. So like, comment, share and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher and SoundCloud. You can get involved with the conversation at Rock Roll Up Pod on Twitter and at Rock and Roll Up Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Are you ready to step inside the ring with these two heavyweights? Big time. Peace out. The Potaskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ and with me as always is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, CJ? Yeah, I almost fucking forgot your name right there. <laughs> yeah, well, my Rico. <laughs> How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm good. I'm the only, I'm like, I'm only your fucking partner who's been like doing this shit for, with you for a year and a half. Yeah, you know, What's whatever. Yeah, well, you know. I'm not allowed to say your fucking name on the air. Well, yeah, I know what you're saying. Which, by the way, on a somewhat related note, we just recently put out the announcement that we're part of the Big Heads Media Network. And when we signed the contract and I saw your... It's so rare for me to see your name actually, like, written out in full. It was a little little weird to, like, read read the contract and see your name written out like that. To see, like, the most Italian fucking name, like, written? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, oh, Bob and a Boopy. So, we had a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Um, shit, we got a, actually, we got a lot of, but a lot of small things. So, I, hopefully, it'll flow through pretty quick. But, um, what do you want to start with? <laughs> well, um, we can start with the, the, the Killer Clown. Oh, wait, which one? Fuck, because we're doing two separate fucking things with the Killer Clown. Well, like, you're doing fucking... two separate things yeah. with the Killer Clown. Yeah, because you haven't seen. I guess you haven't seen anything uh, recently, huh? Uh, last movie I saw in the theater was Far From Home, which I actually want to talk about a little bit. But Okay, well, we can talk about that as well. Um, before we get into it, a little brief thing. Yeah. There is some music playing in the background, if you can't. If you guys hear it, sorry. Schedules got all fucked up you know, when we're recording and when someone's doing their band practice. So occasionally you might hear some some awesome playing. Just try to enjoy it. Think of it as sort of an ambiance and of, you know, like background music for us. And if 
if you really need to, tune us out and just listen to that. It might be more entertaining. Yeah, probably. All right, but all right, look, anyway, so we're, we're going to talk about some movies that I saw. Um, I guess, you know, I kind of want to start with Brightburn because I was like, because I was a big, like, advocate of when I fucking saw the trailer for it. Do yeah, you know what dude, Brightburn you, is? I, we've talked about it before. It's basically like evil Superman, isn't it? And that's what it boils down to. That's pretty much what it is. It is the it, same origin story, like, boom, spaceship k- crashes in fucking Kansas. Farmers find it, raise the little fucking alien thing as their own. And but the, the twist is, what if? What if the Man of Steel, or in this case, the fucking Damien Child Boy of Steel, is just evil? He just looks at humanity and says, well, fuck you guys. And it's good, dude. It's, it's, it's well, not a... That's been the the basis of multiple comic books is like not necessarily Superman being evil, but like what if he had decided what if he had landed here and said, you know what, like I could just rule these motherfuckers, you know what I mean? And yeah, there's there's been those that twist from time to time. But this one feels like the start of its own franchise. Well, of course. Okay, fair enough. And uh, it's a James Gunn type of movie. So it's. um. Produced by James Gunn. It's written by one of his brothers and his cousin. Huh. So it's like a whole gun fucking thing. Like, it's a um, gun family function. Yeah, it's a gun family tree kind of. Kind <laughs> of uh, um, and his one of his usuals, uh, Elizabeth Banks, is in it. Yep, he's in a lot of her movies. I'm surprised She's she wasn't in Guardians of- somewhere. Yeah, uh, it's surprising. Um, like, I would have seen uh, her as the... Um, um, the leader of that gold, the gold people from the second oh, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I guess it's, I don't know. That's a good point. I guess they, maybe we'll see. Well, but yeah, the- well, cause Kevin Feige gets a little more say into all that. I'm not saying he doesn't like Elizabeth Banks, but maybe he had someone in mind. Who knows? Anyway, go ahead. But James Gunn gets to choose his own cast. Like, like, uh, Michael Rooker, who plays, you know, Yondu. Yep. Has a, like, he kind of has, like, a weird Stan Lee type of cameo. He's sort of like the Stan Lee cameos for James Gunn. Because they always work together. Yeah, yeah. Rucker works with him a lot. I'm so, Is he going to be in Suicide Squad 2? Do we know? I think he is, right? Possibly. I thought Although it's I saw not called him... Suicide Squad 2. It's just called The Suicide Squad. Well. The the change is The. Yeah. Um, so, but it's it's essentially 2. I mean, let's be real <laughs> It's it's a reboot. Look, it's hard to keep track of people. And we will talk about the DCEU when we get to Joker, which we are going to talk about, which you have not seen, but I have seen. Yes. Um, but Brightburn, I dug. Like, it's it's gory. It's not so gory that you can't watch it. But, like, there's a part where a guy, like, a guy gets uh, his truck, like, lifted from the kid. Okay. And he- it and when he drops it sort of head first into the pavement, the driver's mouth hits the steering wheel and Ew. dislocates his jaw. Okay. So and the, and <laughs> if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, the actor who lose like who fucks up his jaw is the guy who plays uh, Badger on Breaking Bad. Okay. It's got that high pitched kind of raspy voice like that, dude. Dude, you're you're referencing so many things that I could tie in right now. It's crazy. Like I'm not even being. It's it's so crazy, like the different, and you're just telling me the story of the movie, and that's great. But like, 
Like, the gun thing makes me think about something we should talk about with Martin Scorsese and his take on the, the Marvel flicks. Um, mm-hmm. And then Deb and I just played a horror game called PT that is, like, it's it's not a long game. It's actually really kind of a demo. It's supposed to be the demo for Silent Hill for the PlayStation 4, okay. and the project got scrapped by uh, Konami, so it's never oh. happening. But Norman Reedus plays the main character in that game. Hmm. Okay. So I think I've seen I might have seen promos for it or something. Yeah, probably. Probably. It was big when it was first announced. Like because not to go off on a whole tangent, but Hideo Kojima, the guy who created Metal Gear, was the guy who was doing this game. It was his first run at a Silent Hill game and he is his storytelling ability is almost second to none in video games. So People were super excited. I, I'm actually playing a game for Stephanie on her Xbox. Uh, I guess she had this game forever and like I think started playing it, but then never got into it. So I, she was like, "I want you to play it because it's more." She, she's not a real gamer, and she want she has more fun watching me play. It's unless like that. We do like a, unless we do a um, a co op type of game, usually a Lego game for us together because. She gets nauseous really easily from swishiness ah. and moving and shit. So, like, even, like, Batman. Like, when I play the Arkham games, she can handle all of it, but when I'm, like, you go into the, the vents and you're kind yeah. of roaming around, that makes her nauseous. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Like, having played all those, for that to be the thing, you know, is kind of interesting. She can't handle, like, a lot of movies. So I'm playing this game for her, I'm blanking what it's called. I can go look at the disc, but it's um, it's this game where you play a detective and you die in the midst of uh, of a you're trying to protect someone. You get shot and thrown out of a window. If I and if I said the name of the game, would you recognize it? No. Murdered Soul Suspect. I think it is Soul Suspect. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I've played it. I played it and beat it. Actually, I love that game. It's, it's a great game. It's it's pretty good, but the disc we have keeps shortening out. It, it uh, like freezes and glitching out from time to time. So I'm like, we may have to like. Plus, her her system overheats from time to time. The Xbox One, uh, really? Okay. No, the Xbox 360. We're playing on 360. Oh yeah, the 360 is known to overheat. I thought it was a okay. Well, plus plus she has shit on top of it. We have an Xbox One, but um, it's fun. It's a fun detective. I love the detective genre, but it's so frustrating for me because I'm like. This is such a cool concept, and then those fucking Dementor demon fucks that like, yeah, they like move like, and then they have like yep. the like I have, my character has a fucking gun. I'm a ghost. Should I be able to shoot ghost fucking bullets? Yeah, well, you know, does that ever happen? Do you like instead of just like I have to sneak up behind the fucking thing and you know vanquish the fucking demon? Do I ever get to do anything cool? No, I don't remember there being any shooting. Yeah, I don't think. I just um, learned how to it is a it. it is a good game. It's a good uh, investigative like it's 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 kind of it's ironic you're playing it this month because I would qual- I would qualify it as a Halloween esque style um, game. I think that was the whole point why Steph really wanted. Me. She had been asking me like, hey, I want you to play this game, and I'm like trying to burn through all the fucking other games that I have, and I'm like, I just got to get through fucking Lego Hot. And Lego fucking this. And Lego... Fuck, I play so much Lego. Yeah, you um, do. And then I start other games. Like, I started uh, The Darkness. Right. And then I started... And then I 
sort of like got tired of that because it's just going from darkness to darkness too. Like you are spoiled immensely with darkness too, because if you do, it's better graphics. You can do all sorts of oh, crazier I shit. Completely disagree with you about the graphics, but that's okay. Really? Yeah. I don't, well, I don't like that cell shading style. Uh, yeah. I mean, both of them are good. It's just, it's just a different flow oh, as well. Yeah. Totally. Also, I, th- I think the first one is kind of confusing because it's more free roam. We're like, you have to like get on the subway to fucking go where you're supposed to go. Sometimes you don't know where you're supposed to go. But one of my favorite things about it is that they will play full movies on TV. Yes. And, and yes. So I was wa- it was so funny. I was walking by in the subway and there was a homeless dude who had a fucking TV in a shopping cart. He's passed out on the on the uh, concourse on the, uh, bench. Yeah. On the bench. And the TV is tilted, and I walk by, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fuck with this guy. I'm going to change the channel. I want to see what he does. I want to see if the characters are more AI. Be like, hey, man, I was watching that shit, man. Right. But, so I twitched the channel, and it started a Frank Sinatra movie, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I literally crouched, my character crouched down, zoomed in into the TV, and I was watching the man with the golden arm for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it was the most janky bootleg version I've ever attempted of watching a Sinatra movie. And you and loved every second of it. Not really. I was just kind of, t- I-, I wanted to see how far it would go. I thought it was just going to be like a couple minutes. No, I think it's, it's the, the whole, whole fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, I've heard that about that game. Um, I played the game, but I never sat and watched the movies. Um, well, they did the, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. As well. That, yeah. That's a full. Yeah. They're both. They're both. I think. I think there's three total movies within the game, and they're all full versions. And there's also like episodes of like Looney Tunes and Popeye yeah. and shit. Like yeah. So. Um. Uh, speaking of games, real quick, since you brought that up, um, both both our friend Mark and Fumes are actually doing um because they both have streams. They're both doing horror based streams this month with. You know, with it being October and whatever. And um, I just got done watching uh, Fumes play Resident Evil 7, which I have and I have played, but it is super fucking creepy. I forgot how creepy that game was. It's creepier than any of the other ones, and I've always been a fan of Resident Evil, the games. I've always liked Resident Evil 4. That was the one that I went beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, 4, four is widely considered probably probably to be the best one in the series, um, from gamers, but from a creepiness factor, seven might be the creepiest. Although one, one and three have some pretty scary moments. One, when the dogs jump through the window, still haunts me to this day. And I'm not the only one. Like, I know plenty of people that have played Resident Evil that that moment scares the fuck out of you every time it happens. And then three is just trying to run away from Nemesis. Cause that character, that character's crazy. I think four, I was really into because I had never played like other Resident Evil games. I was never into it. I, I mean, I watched the movies. I was like, eh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, the but movies are such a pull off. We'll have to talk about them another time or or whatever. But yeah, it's it, anyway. So they're doing the horror things. That's kind of in tune with what you're doing with um, Murdered Soul Suspect and whatever. You know. Plus, we're also watching uh, horror movies usually every every night or every other night. I'm, I'm Going through an education field with Stephanie. So I showed her Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. Better her than me. That's all I'm saying. Well, maybe sometimes you should get an education as well. I uh, Yeah, that's one I don't want. But speaking of movies, because um, you mentioned um, 
the Marvel stuff, and and I mentioned Mar- this Scorsese, like, dude, I I know he's one of your your favorites, and and he is a legend, no doubt. But yeah. to come out like, why is everyone taking shots at the MCU? Like for real? Like he's not the first person to do this. Uh no. Also, Jennifer Aniston just said the same thing. Like, oh, did cinema's she? Di- yeah, cinema's dying a little bit because there's too many Marvel movies. Well, I- you know. And well, here, so here's a funny thing because Bill Maher said something too, which I still think is her- hysterical since he's in Iron Man three. But that's a whole nother discussion. Um, I was in Iron Man three. Remember, there's a sequence when they're talking about Iron Patriot, and it, it's during. Oh, Bill- right, you're right. You're yeah. right. I forgot about that. Um, but he addressed Martin Scorsese's thing on his last episode this past week. No joke. He actually talked about it, and he yeah. goes, you know. Uh, it's during his new rules segment, which is where the Iron Patriot thing was in the movie too. They they did a fake new rules and did that, but he said something to the effect of, um, and if maybe I'll try to find the clip later. But it it's he said um, new rule. Don't feel bad that renowned director Martin Scorsese says Marvel superhero movies are not cinema. He obviously hasn't seen Ant Man and the Wasp. Actually, Scorsese's right. Superhero movies are all the same. Whereas his new film, The Irishman, is a mob movie starring Joe Pesci and De Niro. You know, that was Bill's, and that's Bill's joke. That's not mine. But, like, that was his point. It was, like, it's it's easy for Scorsese to say something like that and then put out the same goddamn movie. I mean, my opinion, because, you know, I'm a fan of both. I'm a fan of Scorsese and I'm a fan of, of MCU. Sure. And, you know, I look at it from, like, a non-fan point of view. And, like, someone like Steph is sort of an in-between. Sure. Steph said, like, she's like, dude, I'm I'm done. Like I, I remember I need a fucking I need a fucking break. After like, endgame, gonna... right? What? After endgame. That's what she was like, all right. Yeah. Like she and she skipped like a couple towards the last ones. Like she hasn't spe- seen Far From Home. She hasn't seen Captain Marvel. She, because she's just like, dude, I'm tapped out. I did the I did the Infinity Saga. I'm I was never even into it before. But like, enjoy it. Enjoy your, you know. If you watch it, I'm not going to say turn this shit off. She's just like, I don't care. Like, right. you know, I need. Like, I think there is, in some ways, some oversaturation of MCU. There has been an abundance of. I mean, there's 24 fucking movies in the course of 10 years. Right, and that's that's part of the reason why I think the only movie coming out in the next like 18 months, I think, if my math is right, is the Black Widow movie. Like, there's not another Marvel movie coming out until 2021 after that. Yeah, uh, although the I don't know when the Eternals is coming out. It's 2021. I remember we talked about it. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's 2021. Now the shows are coming out next year. The ones on yeah, the Disney Plus that's thing. What fo- that's what? what they're focusing on. Right, but what to your point about the saturation? It's not going to be as in your face as these movies, and that might allow for that time to pass for people to like Steph to feel the way they do. They just need a bit of a break until they start the next like cycle, you know? Agreed. So, but for Scorsese, Scorsese pound for pound is one of the greatest filmmakers sure. of all. Yeah. I think, I think he's entitled to his opinion, but oh, I also yeah. think, I think genres have a way of, uh, you know, attracting different people. I know, Lots of people who don't like Scorsese films. They don't like gangster movies. They don't like violence. They don't like, you know, some of them are like saying, okay, the Italian-American thing has been fucking blown to shit. Like, we get, we, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- they're, they're, 
when Scorsese and Coppola and uh, Spielberg were all kids, the the genre that was in everyone's favor was westerns. Like westerns right. and epics was the thing, and a lot of film noir, but westerns especially. Um, I would say the the MCU is just another western genre. Some people like it, some people don't. Yeah, I I would agree with that, and then and I think you know. They are still continuing it in that, um, while it looked a little bleak for a while, they finally worked out the deal to get Spider-Man back into the MCU, the Tom Holland one. And it was, and we've talked about on the episode when they said that it was dead. Um, I forget which episode we talked about it, but we were both like, what does that mean? Like for the stuff that they set up in Far From Home and, and then they talked about continuing the Tom Holland storyline just over at Sony. And like, what did that mean about like your example really like sticks out for me, but was like Ned going to, to Peter and being like, remember that time you hung out with Iron Man and he has to be like, shut the fuck up. Cause they can't say Iron Man, you know, like obviously yeah. they wouldn't do that, but you know what I mean? Right. And all of a sudden, like May starts giving a shit about uncle Ben. Like they never brought him up in four fucking movies. And it's like, all of a sudden you remember what uncle Ben told you with great power comes great. Like shut the fuck up. Fuck like, up. Right. Right. So, so now my understanding of it is they've got Tom knocked down for guaranteed two more movies, but appearances. And I think two others. So, which the implication is he's going to have his own. What I heard is he's going to have his own one. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Movie. He's going to have Spider-Man, Home Alone, fucking (laughs) Homeless, fucking whatever you want to call it. Um, That'll be the third MCU crossover movie. And then he'll probably have a role in Venom 2. Right. And he may have an appearance in Morbius. He also, I what else did I hear? I heard he might be making an appearance in the Doctor Strange movie, the sequel to Doctor Strange that's coming out. That was the other thing I'd heard. Um, Maybe they're so, also going to be doing. They're going to be trying to do the Sinister Six movie, which right. is why I think they're going to kind of implement. You know, imagine it like this: like imagine if if we had eighty nine Batman with Tim, you know, the Jack Nicholson one. Yeah. And it shows the, him falling into the vat of chemicals and becoming the Joker and Batman's there to knock him in. And then just Batman disappears from the rest of the movie. And then it's like a Joker movie. That's what I predict they may do where they throw Spider-Man in. Like Spider-Man might be aware to witness what's going on. And then like somehow because of plot devices and shit, he's just not in the rest of the movie. So it's not, Venom versus Spider-Man. It's just Venom 
and a little bit of Spider-Man, but ultimately Venom. You know but still saying? tying the two worlds together, because the other thing I I just saw on Thursday or Friday, and I didn't have the opportunity to read the article, so I don't know, or see the source, so I don't know how accurate this is, so hold, you know, take this with a little bit of a grain of salt, if you will, but because there had been a report back when we discussed that the, it fell through that at one point Sony had thrown an offer to Disney saying, if you want Spider-Man, we want $10 billion. And yeah. Disney was like, nah, we're good. But now, apparently, there's been a, the same kind of thing offered, but this time not in a... Well, because we can't work out the deal, fuck you. Because that's what the ten billion felt like. Was like we can't work out the deal. Well, if you want them, fuck you. Pay us ten million dollars. This right. feels more like trying to actually work it out. And I think Disney. I, I but I think it came from the Disney side, and they're offering five billion to buy them. Well, you know who really kind of bridged it together? Who? Tom Holland. Tom oh, right. Holland. I heard that. Yeah, but I didn't get to see what, what was said. So do you know the specifics there? I know, this, I know a little bit of the specifics. I don't remember who he called. But I think he called the head of Sony. Okay. He called the head of Sony, and he, and he apparently cried on the phone. No shit. No shit. And he was just like, you have no idea what this means to me. I'm, I'm really a part of both worlds, and I have contracts with both, but like, for the sake of the fan base, like he really stressed like the fan base and the story itself. He's like, you can't just end it with spoiler, the world finding out that I'm that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. You got to have some, you can't just be cheating the fans and they right. will never forgive you. for it. I have no idea really what he said. I'm sure it was something like that because I'm sure what he said was, Oh my God, what are you doing to me? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of interesting and I don't know how accurate this is, and it's very tangentially related, but I fell down one of those clickbait holes, you know, and it says, hey, you know, and this was like the top 25 tattoos that celebrities have gotten because of characters they played or something like that. It was one of those clickbait picture things, right? Right. Looper something. or Right. But sometimes they're legit. I mean, they are definitely clickbait regardless, but it's not like Photoshop. Like, sometimes it's legit stuff. And if this is legit, Tom Holland got the Spider-Man logo on the bottom of his left foot, like tattooed onto his foot. Uh, cool. Good for yeah. him. So, I mean, just to give an idea of how serious he is about the role, you know? Oh, he's, um, I mean, he's great as Peter. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we talked about it. Nauseam. I've also heard there may be a some form of a multiverse crossover for Spider-Man, like a live-action Spider-Verse. I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know how accurate it is, but I've heard that they're considering it. I think if I was... Here's what I'm going to say, and I'm completely just giving my opinion. But if I'm Disney, Marvel, Sony... I'm waiting to see how it works with Greg Berlanti and this Crisis on Infinite Earths. And how well they pull that off. Now, they're not going to have as much time because Berlanti's going to have like five hours to tell the story. But mm -hmm. if you see the list of characters that are going to be a part of this thing, it's fucking ridiculous. There's seriously like 60 or 70 characters. Like, it's ridiculous. And Lucifer just is, is going to be in it as well. The guy from the Lucifer show is, is going to be in it. Is he playing Lucifer or is he playing a different character? Mm -hmm. 
okay. He's playing Lucifer. Then that's a brand new thing that I had not heard. So I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying, but like, there he was spotted on set. I think yesterday. Okay, well, and and but I mean, you got you got the guy that's played Harrison Wells and Irabarthon playing a third character now because I saw the picture of him. I don't remember the name of the character. A guy I work with is real versed in this stuff. Um. And he was telling me who it was, but you got him playing a character. You got the play that's the woman that plays Diggle's wife playing two different characters now. You got the guy that playing Diggle playing Diggle and John Stewart. I mean, there's just there's gonna be one, two, three, four, five. Last I counted, wait, hold on, one, two, three, four. There's going to be four Supermen for certain with the possibility of a fifth in this movie or in this this series. Um, There's going to be two Batman confirmed. Now, I don't know who the second one is. I only know the one that we've already talked about, and that's Conroy. But there's going to be a second Batman. If it's any connected to the that uh, Titans show. It may be the actor who's playing Batman in that. Okay, it might Which be. Is, I I couldn't. He's he's an English dude who's from uh, Game of Thrones. Well, even in okay. So did you watch? Which actually leads into something else. I ultimately want to translate in or transfer into is the because um, the Berlanti verse came back this week. Um, that Batwoman. Batwoman are you talking about? Yeah, Batwoman, Supergirl, and Flash all premiered this week. Arrow premiere premieres this upcoming week, and then I think Legends premieres it either it either premieres before or it, the premiere for that show is the fifth episode of the crisis on infinite earth because right okay. now that that sequence is going to cross over from start with batwoman go to or i'm sorry start yeah start with batwoman go to supergirl go to flash go to arrow and ultimately end on legends of tomorrow the the rub and all that is the dates i saw which we can talk about in a minute because it pissed me. It didn't piss me off, but it's frustrating. We'll put it that way. But mm-hmm. Batwoman was for a pilot was crazy good, like really good. And I'm super excited to see where it goes. Did you watch it? Did you get a chance? No, I didn't. Wa- I haven't watched anything uh, Berlanti in in months. Okay, uh, but I've heard some people loved it. But I've also like I was on a Facebook group and this guy was. Ranting, people, I know, yeah. Really hating. A lot it. of lot of hate hate for the show. But also specifically there was there was hate for Ruby Rose. And one <laughs> this guy was uh this guy was a treasure. Um <laughs> said I, I it sucks because she's a lesbian. And um, like the character's a like, lesbian. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, You're a fucking jackass. The character's a lesbian. He's like, yeah, well, just because the actress is a lesbian doesn't necessarily mean that she's like good for the role. I'm like, that's true. However, you're just a bigot, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so, and I basically commented, I was like, "Look, man, don't be a homophobic asshole." And he like liked it, and I'm like, "Oh, you're just a troll. Like, you just yeah, yeah." Unfortunately, I'm not to not to get into a huge long thing, but James Hetfield from Metallica went back into rehab a couple weeks ago, and uh-huh. and I'm on several different Metallica groups and Facebook. And there've been several people that have been using this opportunity to troll about James Hetfield and be really shitty and fuck all you because, people to do that. So because he's seeking help to go to, yeah, a, yeah, for real. 
the, just people being shitty, and it's they're fuck like, off. No, we want you to die and poison yourself. Yeah. No, no, they're saying stuff like the music's going to be terrible when he comes out because he's going to be all soft and shit like that. Like That's the kind of stuff they're talking about. Like, fuck you. Um, you know, if, if, if that's the case, then they should just play the song, So What? And then, well, yeah. And then the other, the other thing that I saw was because this is his second stint in rehab in the last, like, 20 years, I think it's been at this point. Or Which almost for 20 rock years. Star is pretty good. It's yeah, really no, he... Fun. Both rock he, stars go to rehab every other week. Yes, um, yeah, I mean, and, but to give you a little bit of background, because I'm sure you're not as familiar with it, they shot a documentary called Some Kind of Monster, and it started before his stint in rehab the first time, and it was designed to follow the making of that album they were making at the time called St. Anger, ultimately, and bottom line, the documentary ended up covering more than that much more than that now they didn't go into rehab with him of course but they you know it covered when he came out and his recovery after and all that stuff and someone on one of these groups said oh he they just want to make another documentary like that was the the comment and it's like okay if they do then so what they're not it's their fucking band but no but the 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 point was that he went into rehab to drive up interest in making an yeah, it's all bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I know how much of a fan. I mean, you're wearing a fucking Metallica shirt. for I, Metallica Eagle shirt. See, look at that. The mixer. The love. That's fucking great. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, fuck you. Um, um, but yeah, so getting getting back to Batwoman, though. Like, it, you know, it, I think it's great that they cast a a homosexual actress to play a homosexual role. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way. And the guy has one point that just because she's homosexual does not mean that she's right for the role, but it doesn't mean that she's not right for the role either. And that's the, the balance there, you know? I mean, Ruby Rose has, has a very distinct style of acting. Yeah. I've never really seen her before this, to be honest with you. I don't think she was she was on a season or two of uh, Orange is the New Black. That was her opening. Never saw. It. I know of it, Meg, but I'm, what? The Meg with the giant shark movie. Yeah, again, I know of it, but I never saw it. And she was in John Wick Chapter Two. OK, I did see that, but I don't remember her character at all. So she's the deaf. She's the mute one who's always signing to, you know. Yeah, no. Sorry. They have they have this fight and then. She says, like, he stabs her, and then she's kind of laying there, and she goes, I'll, like, be seeing you, but says it in sign. Right. And and because fucking John Wick speaks every fucking language, including sign, he just goes, yeah, sure. Okay. I, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure she was fine, and actually, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that she played that character, too. My issue with the Crisis on Infinite Earth, so to back up a little bit, is if the dates I saw, are right, I want to fucking strangle somebody because it's bullshit. Um, so the what's, your problem? what's that? What's your problem? So what they're gonna do is, like I said, it's gonna start on Supergirl, go to Bat- Batwoman, and then Flash, and ultimately Arrow and Legends. So they're gonna air in I think it's like the second week in December. Batwoman, Supergirl, 
and Flash, then they're going to take the Christmas break and air Arrow and Legends after the New Year. So there's going to be like six weeks between, or at least a month, between part three and part four. But that's just good strategy. No, it's good strategy, but as a viewer, I want to, like, all just by comparison, hear me out, by comparison, all the other crossovers they've done have aired in the same week. Like, all parts of it have aired in the same week, so it's been, like, a week-long crossover event. This is going to be, like, ugh. You're t- you will have plenty of shit to watch, my friend. You can fucking go. It, it's not that I won't have things to watch. My my issue with it, if anything, is these crossovers have all been amazing up to this point. Like, I personally have not had a problem with any of them. I thought they've all been golden. They've actually substantially gotten better with each each one they've done. So... I have a method for how to fix this for you. If this is well, no, I have an idea, but it's don't watch the first three, record them on my DVR, and wait till the other two, and then air watch them all in a row. But mine's like motherfucker. I was going to say the exact same thing. I figured you were, but the the fact that they're airing it that way just irks me. Like I'm not mad. I'm not going to boycott it. It's just it's like God damn it. That's all. God damn it. Yeah, right. Basically, maybe that'll be my damn it for this episode. Um, but, your damn it. it's like, I can't watch it when I want. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to get back right, to look- Spider-Man for a minute, though, too, if we can. Because okay. the other thing that's interesting with Spider-Man that you might find interesting and frustrating um, only because of obvious things. But... They have announced, and I don't know when it's coming, that they're doing a DLC for the Spider-Man game for PlayStation 4 where you're going to be Miles Morales. So you're going to be that version of Spider-Man. Like, Miles Morales is already in the game, but he's not Spider-Man. It's just his costume. No. No, no, no. His costume's not even in there yet. It's just... it's. But Miles Morales, the character, exists... Okay. Peter's kind of like a mentor to him in the story, but not in a Spider-Man way, but in a, his father gets killed. His father, in, who's the police officer whose name I'm blanking on right now, because it's not Morales, it's something It's uh, something else. But he and Peter in the game are close. They've worked together. And he dies helping Spider-Man on something that Miles doesn't know that. And ultimately, Peter kind of takes him under his wing to give him, like, mentorship and support. Um, and his DLC apparently is going to see Miles Morales fully become Spider-Man in his, in his, um, whole costume, the whole bit. So, I'll be curious to see what that looks like. What does the media call them? If there's two Spider-Men, you know, it's one thing you have, like, different alternate universes. I have, oh, look, there's Spider-Man. Oh, look, there's the other Spider-Man. Which one well, do we call him? Oh, that's the fucking, that's the OG Spider-Man. Okay, that one's the fucking hipster, like, urban, like, what? what do you like, want the rumor? Because know what he looks like underneath. Do you want the rumor? Because there's a rumor going around, but I don't know how accurate it is. Sure. So, they've already greenlit Spider-Man 2, the game. It has okay. it, the, the... The rumor about it is it's going to be all Miles. So my the theory is that the DLC will be something similar or akin to Into the Spider-Verse in that Peter dies 
and Miles takes over. And that's how and you get Spider-Man 2. De facto is the de facto Spider-Man. Right, and then that allows for Spider-Man 2 to be all Miles Morales. So I, I don't know if that's accurate or if that's what they're really doing, but that's that's the you know the word around the campfire, if you will. So sure. Um, which personally, as great as this first one was, if that's the transition you're going to make, I'm kind of okay with that. Like I think that would be a cool way to transition into the second game and and do all that because I feel I feel like you got a lot out of Peter Parker in the first one. So if they if they do end up killing off the character, it's not going to feel cheated, you know. We've also had a lot of Peter Parker. We have, and and I think it's time for Miles Morales to get more time. Now he he's had a lot in the comic books, but not in other media beyond into the Spider Verse. So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be good to see him get a little more um, screen time, for lack of a better phrase. So I wouldn't mind if ultimately he makes an appearance in a Tom Holland world somehow. You know what I mean? Like whether it's well, no, because you talked about doing this live, this live action into the Spider Verse thing that they're considering, and I wouldn't, you know, if that's how you introduce them somehow, but, but, you know. But I mean, maybe, but it was more specifically about int- reintroducing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Right, I get that, but if they could also somehow, even if it's a cameo, I'm not talking about like a full fledged role. You know what I mean? But, like that. But then, but here's the thing: is that Miles Morale- Miles is also a teenager. You already have a teenager with Peter. So what if you flipped it and had Miles Morales be an alternate, you know, Spider-World, Spider-Man, but he's a grown adult? Well, even if he's not a grown adult, if he's a, as long as it's an alternate world, I think it still plays. But I get the point you're making. So I mean, you could have two teenagers, I guess. It's just, it's kind of, that's sort of the charm of Tom Holland. Is that it, right. He is a teenager, and having another teenage Spider-Man who just is, you know... Hispanic and black is just kind of. So I would rather see them fuck with it a little bit, make him older, make him the mentor, make well, him well, another mentor to Spider-Man. Well, let me ask you this though: if you said it's going to be like a, a multiverse kind of thing, right? If I heard you correctly, possibly. I mean, right? It's just so, right, right. But if they're going that way, Tobey Maguire's going to be an older Peter Parker, as is Andrew Garfield, but not as old as Tobey Maguire, and that's not meant as a shot at him, it's just a, you know, a factual thing. So, right. what if they, again, just taking liberties from Into the Spider-Verse to kill off, I mean, let him be on the screen somewhere, but eventually kill off Tobey Maguire, and that's where your Miles Morales is in that world, that teenage Spider-Man. You know, and, and it could honest, be a cameo, like, it could, it could be the end of the movie, like, I don't need him to be through the whole thing, you know. I don't think Toby or Andrew are going to do it, especially, especially. Yeah, I, I don't think I thought, they're going to. I thought Andrew was on board. I thought I heard that, but maybe I'm wrong. I think Andrew was on board until he kind of was. I think he's, he was disrespected by Sony. He's kind of like, fuck you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, they totally didn't do the movie right, but that's not his fault. I thought look, we've talked about it before. He was a damn good Spider-Man. Not a great Peter Parker, but a damn good Spider-Man. Yeah. And then. Um, you know, and I think Tobey Maguire, I think, you know, honestly, if Tobey Maguire did it, he, he's doing it for the money. That's pretty oh, sure. much the only reason. Well, when was the last time you saw a Tobey Maguire movie? Well, that's true, but it, it could, and yes, the movie could, or the money, excuse me, it could be a, a big role, but what if it's also... I'm not saying you have to love football. 
We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth feel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Just the fact that, like, I don't know how much reverence he has for the character. I mean, it, you know, I don't. I think you, I think it would be, I'd rather him be uh, Ben Parker. I'd rather him be Uncle Ben. I hear you. Um, if you're going to pigeonhole Uncle Ben being shot again. Well, I, I don't know that they're doing that, but. If they're going to do that route. Then all of a sudden, like, Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah, I remember. I had an uncle. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so that's... Have, have Toby do it. Because I could see Toby and Marissa Tomei be a couple. They look totally. Like couple. I could see that. Well, and, okay, and we've talked about Far From Home, but I just watched it again recently with, with Deb, now that it's out on disc. So I, I've been through it you again. You and I both did. You and I were both watching them relatively the same time. I was at we, work. Yeah. Unplanned, by the way, just for the listeners. Yeah. Like, we didn't call each other and be like, "Hey, I'm putting the movie on. Let's watch it." Like, no, it was like I texted you about something. You're like, "Yeah, dude, I just saw that part." <laughs> so, um, it, it, first off, it still plays. I think it still plays well. Second view, because for me, it's the second or third viewing. So, like, it still plays. Um, it's actually growing on me more than Homecoming. For a while, the, the after the first time I saw it, I still liked Homecoming better. Um, I'm actually starting to like it a little more. Um, I like Homecoming more based on Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton is a real strong part of the movie. Agreed, but Jake Gyllenhaal did a pretty damn good job as Mysterio. I mean, he did. He was a, he was the best Mysterio we've ever had. He's the only um, Mysterio we've ever had, because, uh, with the exception of like animated series, well, sure. and video games. But like, yeah. yeah, he's the best live action Mysterio we've ever had. Um, and I, I agree. I think Far From Home is a great film. I think I still am a little... I think my biggest issue with it is I'm just not used to seeing Spider-Man outside of New York. You know, Yeah, like, but you I... Could, you know, I, even I, him in Germany doesn't... It's not him in Germany. It's him in an airport. It kind of works. Yeah, there was a... um, there, There was a thing, an extra, that kind of addressed that and how they in, enjoyed taking him out of the his normal environment it was it was a way of showing that he could be more and the idea behind it apparently was to show the character should meaning actually show peter parker that he could be more than just new york but didn't have to be the world as he was with infinity war and endgame like it was a there was an in between that he could be a part of you He's know stretching out his neighborhood kind of yeah well there's just some like there was a video game where at one point, you're like in the jungles. Yes, like, that's um, Shattered Dimensions, Dimensions, I think. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that was always super weird. 
like, it was weird. You know, like Spider-Man in the jungle. It's just a fucking weird. But that's that's sort of my. It still was a fun game, and it was still yeah. fun to do. But that's that's still my my same opinion. I'm like, yeah, it works because Spider-Man is, you know, it would be the it would be the equivalent if like there was an underwater like Atlantis type of thing, and Spider-Man happened to like go into this base. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. He's a hero, but it's also weird to see Spider-Man on another planet. You know what I'm? It's just oh, but he was with well in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah um, they're out here too. Did you, uh, you watched the disc, but did you watch the extras at all? Any of them? No. Okay. There's a short on there called Peter's To-Do List. And it's, I want to say 10 minutes long, maybe 15. It's not super long, hence short. But it's that sequence that they used in the trailer with the cops where he goes, and it's him going to get, also from the trailer, where he goes to get his passport. Mm-hmm. And then there's actually a sequence with um, Mr. Delmar. Mr. Delmar's got a new stop, and he's reopened, and there's a sequence where he's in there buying, like... Do you remember Do you remember when he's talking about sitting on the plane with MJ, and he bought the double adapter so yeah. they could both listen to it? It's him buying the double adapter at Mr. Delmar's shop. It's right. It's things like that, and it... It, man, it plays. I wish. I almost wish they had actually left it in the movie because it it would have it would have been smooth enough that they could have left it. It would have made the movie fifteen minutes longer, but it would have been. You know, I think it would have been worth it. So, but it it was good to see that sequence because you and I are both huge fans of that sequence with the cops, where he's they're like, "Are you going to be the next Iron Man?" He's like, "I'm too busy doing your jobs." You know, yeah. I just thought that was a great sequence. So to see it in quote-unquote cinematic form and to have a copy of it like to be able to say i have that now you know is is pretty cool so um so one of the things that i also saw by the way i'm sorry just we did a damn it for when we did far from home and maybe you know what no maybe i'll use it for this episode so i can't say never mind okay i'll tell you Uh, off air (laughs) so because it is october um, and Halloween is around the corner. I also saw it chapter two. Now this is going to basically be like a quick little review because CJ is not a big horror fan, as we all fucking know. Um, well, I when they make do... a, when they make a good horror movie, then maybe, you know, that's not true. You didn't like Halloween. Ha ha. Fuck you. Yeah. Um... It wasn't good. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Fuck you. I reiterate. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so did you see the movie It with Tim Curry? Nope. Like the miniseries? Okay. Nope. So do you have any idea what It is? I know it's a clown, like a killer clown or a creepy clown of some sort, but that's the extent that I know. And it's got the red, like, it's white face with, like, red lines, and I know a little bit of what it looks like. I actually saw a very cool meme if you, before you get into this that I could tell you about that I just thought was kind of funny. It, it was a picture... And at the top, it says, no clown could ever make me, me, you know, like, I guess he tries to lure you in or something. And instead of the normal Pennywise, it was a woman body. And it said, you can never make me, and then dot, 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 because it was just like this attractive woman. And No no clown could ever lure me. Uh, okay. Like, right, I, yeah. I saw the same meme. I love it. It's, it's like, 
big boobies and big booty and like just like it's like Pennywise, but like you know, in in like fishnet and shit. Stripper Pennywise. Um, her her name would be Dollar Wise. Um. So I'll, I'll let me give you the quick rundown. Stephen King book. I knew Stephen that King movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's not so. It's not a guy dressed as a clown. It's not like it's not like Joker. It's what Pennywise is. Is he is the basically the incarnation of evil. You, we got into Pennywise right around the first it because I think we were. St- doing the show when the first date came in or or, or we talked about it because I remember you telling me that before somehow we got it I want to say that came out in 2017 so I don't know if we had maybe well, no we, we had because Steph and I that was our first movie that we saw in theaters was it so if we talked about it, it was probably around one of the first episodes oh yeah it was way early and then again well we talked about it briefly and then I think it came up again during our Halloween discussion, because we ultimately branched off into other horror movies during that discussion, and I think you got into the specifics of Pennywise. So I do remember you mentioning it being that before. Well, I'll give you, I'll give our listeners another quick rundown for those who haven't seen it. So he is the basically he's the he's older than us, like he's old, he's he's ancient, he's, right? If you go deep dive in the book, he's from a thing called the Macroverse, and not the microverse, the macroverse. And he he's able to shapeshift, so he can take on the form of what we fear. And he tends to you he tends to scare children more because children are easier to scare, and scaring essentially, as he puts it, salts the meat for flavor. And may he because he eats them. It kind of sounds I'm making half a joke here, but did you ever see Little Monsters with Harry Mandel? <laughs> uh, no, but I, okay. I'm both no. very aware of it. Okay. I actually love that movie. I think it's fun. It's a fun movie. Like, I know it's not a scary movie. Well, it is for if you're very little. Well, okay. But I'm saying compared to, like, an It or a Nightmare on Elm Street or if you want to call Halloween a horror film. Um, <laughs> Suck my big head. <laughs> By the we're way, so getting we're so getting kicked off this network. <laughs> well, in the meantime, you can look us up on Big Heads. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> what you t- there's, a, there's a little plug-in. Um, oh, so, uh, what he does, what Pennywise does, is he feeds every 27 years, and then he goes back into a hibernate, hibernation stasis. 27 is a pretty specific number. Is there a reason well, behind it's that? There, it's really 27 to 30. Like, it, it can always okay. alternate, but no, okay. I don't, it's always 27 is, like, the bare minimum. Right. Like, sometimes he oversleeps, sometimes he gets up early, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so he changes, you know, that's part of the appeal is that the kids, there's these seven kids that are all sort of outcasts in their community of Derry, Maine, um, where they... Like one of them has glasses, the other one's a fat kid, the other one's black, and and, and it's it's worth Wait, mentioning. It's Goonies. It it really is kind of like Goonies, except there was no black people in the Goonies. That's um, true. They had one Asian kid. Yeah, uh, he's he's the token not short, white kid. But, short round. Uh, short round. Yeah. Well, Data is really what his name is. Well, yeah, um, but it's the same actor. 
Okie dokie, Dr. Jones. Um, <laughs> uh, shit, short round. Um, so. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. We're just, we're just terrible tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is, I re- uh, the reason why I brought the, the fact that he's black is because the book is set in the 50s. So that is kind of like a social commentary of like, okay. It's, he's, he's not like, oh, he's just a, he's our token black friend. It's just like, no, it's like everyone, there was open racism, especially in New right. England in the 50s. Right. Um, there was also the one girl who was super poor and her dad is the janitor and also was trying to fuck her. Like, this is like, it's because of Stephen King, like, every character's got some darkness. See, that's, I, it's so weird. I mean, not to get off on a thing, and I don't want to get off a thing, but like, I understand. And, 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 you know, I joke a lot with you about Halloween, but ultimately, I understand wh- why people get it. I didn't get it, and I'm not going to pretend that I got it and that I just say things for, you know, comedic purposes. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't. But, like, Stephen King, the only thing of his I've ever enjoyed is Shawshank. That I, we'll, we'll put it this way. The only thing I know of his that he's done, because I know he's done a few things that I wasn't, I don't think I was aware he had a hand in, but the only thing that I know he's been a part of that I've actually ever enjoyed is Shawshank. Well, that's because you still haven't seen Green Miles. I know you haven't seen Green oh, Miles. That's cause... right. I forgot he did have something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might. I, I'll i tell you right now. But having not seen it, but knowing enough about it and seeing little parts of it, and we've already discussed all that, I probably would enjoy it. So, like, I'm not saying I won't enjoy that, but I'm saying stuff like Pet Cemetery, It, Cujo, you know, um, Monster... What What's it called? Monster Trucks or something like that? Or... That's a Stephen King. Kevin Smith talks about it all the time, but it's like Mack trucks that become possessed and come to life. It's a terrible you did, movie. You did one called Christine. There's that too, but no, no, this is something different. Well, I would recommend Secret Window. Secret Window is a pretty good underrated one with Johnny and, Depp. Okay. He, he's a writer who someone accuses him of plagiarism. And he's out like in his cabin in the woods because he's going through divorce. So he's like got writer's block and then someone's accusing him. So it's like all about trying to prove that he wrote this story before this guy. And the guy's uh, played by John Turturro. And he's a hick. He's got like, you stole my story. Like, that <laughs> kind of, like um, it's, it's a really good kind of, well, I mean, there's also the shining. I mean, Love it or hate it, it, it is a Stephen King one, and it's creepy. I just never particularly liked his adaptation. Of, That's, yeah, I, I you didn't just like didn't like... If I recall, neither did King. Like, he didn't like it either. Oh, oh, you must have seen Stand By Me, right? No, I haven't. Holy shit, dude, you should see Stand By Me. That, I think, you'll probably love. You know what? It, it's the it's, Goonies in the 50s. Yeah, but I didn't like the Goonies. Like, I'm not a fan of the Goonies. You have a Goonies shirt. What are you talking about? I got it from fucking Loot Crate. It was one of those shirts that month. No, fuck everything else we're talking about today. How do you hate not like the Goonies? It just didn't... I don't hate it. It's not like I hate it. It just didn't grab me like it's grabbed other people. Same thing with E.T. We've talked about that. Like, I'm not a big E.T. person. Like, it... Yeah. What was your childhood? I'm curious. (laughs) What do you mean? Like... 
you like you were you grew up in the fucking 80s and you don't like anything of the 80s. That's not true. I fucking love Knight Rider, Airwolf, the A-Team, uh, Quantum Leap. That's all 80s and early 90s stuff. I loved all I that just, stuff. I just, I just can't understand how you you can't watch, Plus, the, wait, watch the good news and just don't going to, to it. Sticking with the 80s theme with movies, I love Flight of the Navigator, um, Back to the Future. Um, okay. You know, yeah. Well, to be fair, Back to the Future is prominently set in the 50s. That's sort of a wash. But it was, it was released in the 80s. That's the point yeah. I'm making. Yeah, I'm talking about the 80s culture itself, not movies that were fucking Listen, from a man whose favorite musical artist of all time is fucking Frank Sinatra, I mean, I don't... That has what to do with what we're talking about. I'm just talking about, you're talking about, you know, it sounds like you're you're placing me in the wrong, like, decade or era, I'm just saying. When did you see The Goonies? I've seen it a couple times. The first time I was, like... Were you a kid? Yeah. I want to say like nine or ten. Yeah. All right. Then you're just fucking weird. It just didn't, it just didn't appeal to me. Like, I don't, I don't know. Hey, you guys. Yeah, look, I get, I get the references and I, and I find them entertaining, but like, I, I'm trying to think of a movie from the same era that I prefer. Well, I mean, Little Monsters that I mentioned would be an example, but I mean, all right, all things considered, just fucking watch Stand By Me. It's a good goddamn movie. It's about four kids who are trying to find a dead body. Oh, uh, it's a little bit later, but The Sandlot. Love The Sandlot. Okay, I just don't understand how you cannot like The Goonies, man. I'm sorry. No, there's a difference. There's a difference between... I don't... not. I just don't have a feeling towards it, really. Like, it just doesn't appeal to me. But I don't... I'm not- I'm not going to say the Goonies is the best fucking movie ever, but it's definitely a like it's. I think I probably f- prefer Goonies over E.T. I definitely prefer Goonies over E.T. And I think I, about it, I would probably agree with you. I would probably agree with you. Yeah, I think E.T. is the better movie, but I think Goonies I love more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I follow you. Um, I, I also just saw Goonies a fuck time. Like, I also, I mean. Here's the thing, if if this maybe helps my case at all, which No. Yeah, fuck you. Um I was exposed to Indiana Jones before I was exposed to the Goonies. So not use the word expose in this context. <laughs> like Indiana Jones exposed himself. No, to me. but I'm saying like I <laughs> But I'm saying I was shown, you know, Raiders and Temple before I ever saw the Goonies. So, I feel okay. like I feel like Goonies is indie light, if not yeah. worse. You know, so like that's I use that as an example. Every time I always get so many fucking overzealous dads that want to show their seven-year-old Raiders Lost Ark. I was probably about that age when I saw Raiders. But that, but yeah, but this is a whole new generation of kids, which is sure. like, you know, back in the eighties and seventies and, and shit. It's like you. You're seven years old, you're going to go see Jaws, because that's the movie of the fucking, you know, year. Right, right. Fuck your nightmares. Like, Which now... I didn't see. I didn't see Jaws for the first time till two years ago. I can't even talk to you anymore. I wasn't overly impressed, but... Yeah. Fuck. All right, let's go back to a fucking other movie before I, like, punch you through the screen. <laughs> let's go back to the fucking... I'd be impressed just to see that. Um... I know because then I'll just break the fucking thing and then we can't record anymore. No, that's true. Um, 
Uh, well, did you want to finish talking about it too? Nah, trying to. So I liked it. That, that's all I can really fucking say. Anything <laughs> else I'm going to say, you'd be like, yeah, but fuck this clown. And I'm like, oh, all right, look, I liked it. It wasn't as good as the first one, but I still liked it. The the whole reason why it's significant is because it one, it chapter one, it chapter two is like it chapter one is all about the kids. And then it chapter two is 30 years later when Pennywise comes back. Right. I heard and they that. Have to with him as a fucking as, you know, 40, 40 year olds, which I I like. I mean, if that's if that's the the legacy within the book or within the story, then that's. I'm glad they did it that way because they're sticking true to the source mater- source material. Um, did you have anything else? You, what did you have anything else you want to say? Because I was going to transition. One of the best kid to adult castings ever. Whether you like horror movies or not, you watch this. You're like, holy shit! They fucking cast this motherfucker perfectly. I, I'd heard that. I heard that they they did the right. They did it justice in that transition in all aspects, including Dude. the casting. So, yeah. Bill Hader, as the adult Richie Tozier, is just cinematic gold. I mean, he, it, he he's playing the adult uh, Finn Wolfhard. If I heard correctly, James McAvoy's in this as well. Am I correct? It's James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Bill Hader. And there's some other people that I, you know, kind of just, I don't know their, their roles very well, um, or their actors very well. Um, those are sort of the heavy hitters. And then Bill Skarsgård comes back as Pennywise. And for me, Pennywise, I always preferred Tim Curry's because Tim Curry, I just thought was, I grew up with Tim Curry. Now, Bill Skarsgård's great. I'm sorry. It's just a different interpretation. Right. Now. <sighs> The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ow! Question, because, and this is not me breaking balls, this is me legitimately asking a question. Pennywise wouldn't, because he's not actually a clown or a person as a clown, he should not age, right? So that using the same actor works. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking Um, of Tim Carey, real quick, I saw a meme right before we started where it's um, Wheel of Fortune. I know I saw oh, it. I saw that. Okay. Thing. I think Maddie posted. It. I think that's why we both Was saw it Maddie? Okay. Yeah. I I didn't see. Yeah. For for the listeners though, it's the Wheel Fortune board and it's got like T R a bunch of blanks and then an I A or A L I think. 
Is it, no, I don't think the U was on there because of what the ultimate word ends up being. I don't think the U was there. I think it was just AL at the end. And it's a picture of Tim Curry as um, Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, and he says transsexual. And then the next shot is the word filled in and it says traditional. And it's him looking sad. And I just, that made me smile. Transsexual. Which, believe it or not, I've never seen that either. But I, hate, I fucking hate that movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I never saw it. I, um, you watch? That'll be the fucking movie that you like. This is a fucking amazing movie. I'm like, fuck you. That movie sucks. No, I've seen parts of it, and it didn't appeal to me. The, I'll tell you, my favorite Tim Carey movie. And Clue. I know you're gonna think I'm gonna say Hunt for October, and it's not. Um, Clue. Yes, I fucking love Clue, and I heard they're rebooting that. Fuck off. Although, Ryan Reynolds is involved and someone else that I actually like. And they, they say they want to, uh, they want to do homage to the original movie. So it's not meant to be like, we're better. It's meant to well, be um, multiple fucking endings. It might. I didn't, I didn't see, but the idea is that they want to, they do want to give love to the original material. So hopefully it'll be good. Um, well, I love but, Tim Curry. I love his Pennywise because his Pennywise is, it just sounds like an old dude in New England. He's like, and, and that's for me, you know me, I'm, the voice is key for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And Tim Curry is the, the, one of the most famous scenes in the book and the original miniseries and in it is a little boy, Georgie is, you know, lose his, um, his paper sailboat down the drain. The clown, you know, says, you know, has the sailboat and tries and lures him and then ultimately rips his arm off and kills the kid. And that sort of sets the, that's the first murder of, of everything. And that sets the tone for everything. Right. So to give you a comparison, because I could do impressions of both Tim Curry's Pennywise's hi there, Georgie, don't you want a balloon? And, and you know, it do, does this kind of raspy, all oh, very wise of your dad, Georgie, very right. wise. Bill Skarsgård's, I didn't think of it until after I first, when you first watch it, you're sucked in like this is a crazy performance. It's like Nicholson's Joker versus Heath Ledger's Joker. It's just like, holy shit. Bill Skarsgård is straight up Scooby-Doo. Okay. Here's what it sounds like. Hi there, Georgie. Don't you want a balloon? (laughs) Like, it's so weird. I mean, it's still super creepy because... Whether he sounds like "Hi there" or "Ooh," like a clown yeah, is always fucking creepy. It's creepy in a different way. Yeah, I hear you. Um, speaking of voices, and I don't mean to do this, and it's not meant to be harsh, but I'm gonna kind of throw Deb under the bus a little bit. She had no idea Mark Hamill did voices. She only knew him from Star Wars. So the other day we were somehow it came up and I was telling her some of the voices he's done and she was like, Oh wow. So it's not meant to like say bad things about Deb. She just didn't know, you know? So when I I, filled her in, it was, it was really kind of surprising to her. And, you know, obviously his biggest role vocally speaking would be the Joker, which by the way, say my name, which by the way, you earlier mentioned, you know, I would say fuck fuck off to this clown. The Joker that's out there right now is a clown. I would say fuck off to because fuck that. Yeah, I mean all clowns freak me out. Like no, I not just, 
I meant Not the movie. The point where I can't. Oh, you mean the new Joker movie? Yes. Well, I saw it. I know you did, and and you know, rarely do we talk about things off air because we want genuine reactions from each other. But you and I did actually talk about that off air a little bit, and you didn't change my opinion, but you at least no. gave me a different perspective. <laughs> you know, I because I've thought about it, I've let it percolate a little bit. Sure. I, I it remind me of a quote that Maddie said to us, which was he was talking about the Leto Joker. Okay. He said. Every generation that we've had with a new Joker, you know, Cesar Romero, Nicholson, Mark Hamill, Keith Ledger, Jared Leto, and now Joaquin Phoenix, in its own way, has been a great Joker for what we're going through at that time. Jared Leto was this weird fucking millennial, you know, and uh, Heath Ledger was this, you know, anarchist, you know, chaos early 2000s representation, but sort of a throwback to the old school. Nicholson was a gangster, you know, shit like that. Right. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker had come out in the 80s, it would have, it would be re- revered as like, oh my God, this is some of the best this see, is the best interpretation. It would have set the tone. It would have been hard to top it. But see, here's the thing, and and this has been my argument from the beginning, and it will continue to be my argument, probably will forever be my argument. Um, and we got into this a little bit on Fumes' page on Facebook, yeah. is I don't need, or not even I, the Joker does not need an origin story. True. It just doesn't. He doesn't need an origin story. The, the, one of the things that's so captivating about that character is not knowing what sent this guy so far over the fucking edge to become what he becomes and be so goddamn psychotic. You know, like, that's, to me, the appeal of the Joker. Now, before you get into what you were going to say, there was one thing that Fume said on the the... um comments yeah the comments or the thread that's the word i was looking for that i do agree with him on and he got me to to look at it a little bit differently not enough to come around but at least look at it a little bit differently was he agrees the joker does not need an origin but he has one everybody has an origin doesn't mean we need to know what it is, but everybody has an origin. So if this has to be the Joker's origin, then at least it's a good place to start. And that was kind of his argument. I, it's and still I not enough. That. I can agree with it too in that it's good logical thinking, but mm-hmm. I don't agree in that I still don't want to know what that origin sure. is. You know, and and you're never going to get me to change on that. I mean, and not. And that's not meant at a shot at you or fumes or anybody else. It's just I, how I feel. I will never say you need to see this movie. What I will say is you should watch King of Comedy and Taxi Driver and just think, if I blended these two movies, that's what the Joker is. That well, was really my opinion. And I, I uh, talked to another friend of mine who is not into comic books like we are, you know, does not care enough about you know, whether or not the Joker has an origin story or what the origin story is or any of that kind of stuff. And he said to me, he said something very similar to you said to me when you and I first talked about it, that it's a great 
exploration into mental health and what can cause somebody to be pushed over that edge. And he All said it from takes is one bad day. Right. And and from that perspective he said it's a phenomenal movie. Now, he doesn't care enough about the Joker, you know. Right. And I told him your suggestion cuz you said to me when we chatted about it that if they had called this Arthur Fleck or something not Joker Mm-hmm. and just left it out of the DC world and still let him do everything else where he becomes a clown and all that kind of stuff, it would be a phenomenal movie. It's it's that Joker tie-in that, maybe not phenomenal, but, it would, but that Joker tie-in is what hurts it for people like you and I who are fans of the source material. I think my biggest problem with it was the Joker is a murderer. The Joker right. is a criminal... He commits massive crimes and he loves doing it. Every second. Yep. Every second. I mean, there's this whole thing of like, oh, I want to have a relationship like Joker and Harley. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Joker and Harley is a, is a Stockholm syndrome, PTSD, abusive fucking relationship. Which he was, she was his doctor and he fucking tortured her into insanity. Yeah, that's well, that's not a fucking OK Cupid meet cute moment, <laughs> right? Did you, by the way, see the Birds of Prey trailer? No, it, no. Oh, I, yeah, I did. I thought you were talking about the original show from some reason. I forgot. No, 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 no. I'm talking it's, about it's the Harley. It's Harley Quinn too, as far as I'm fucking concerned. Well, yeah, but there wasn't really a Harley one, unless you're calling Suicide Squad Harley one. But well, concerning the fact that they're rebooting Suicide Squad, we might as well call it Harley one. Fair enough, but it. Yeah. It it actually looks pretty good. I gotta be honest with you, it looks pretty good. I think she her costume sucks, but I'm intrigued. No, I'm I definitely intrigued. Yeah, fucking, I I prefer the blondie costume because that's total blondie. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But it it um, it's gonna be interesting. And then I'll be uh, I'm gonna tease something for a second. But there's another version of what happens to Harley ultimately that we're gonna be exploring soon. Um, that I'll be curious to see reaction on. What are you implying? <laughs> we'll see. Is there um, something you want to tell me? No, <laughs> no. Um. Uh, all right. So, but do we have anything else? Have a, oh, go no, ahead. I did, did have a point. Um, the Joker. Uh, I'm I'm on the verge of losing it, but like, um, it was all about Harley and blah 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 blah. If the Joker doesn't need an origin story, as you said. I'm sure people were fucking flipping the shit out when Batman 89 came out. Not to mention having him be the man who shot Thomas and Martha. That was a big no-no back in the fucking day. Agreed. Um, but, you know, the next generation kind of grew into it and and sort of accepted for was. You can make the argument that Batman... Uh, whenever Batman said this before that every time he fights a criminal, he's imagining it's the person who shot his parents. So in his own way, it could have been his own psychological, you know, his, his, uh, psychosis making him actually think that young Jack Napier shot his parents. And and this is something to dive into another day because it's going to take much more time than I think we have, but it, it's sometimes, Good to ask the question, who's crazier, 
Bruce or Joker because they're I think they're equally damaged. They're just on opposite sides of the line, to be honest with you. That's Henry and I got in a, a conversation about the graphic novel The Killing Joke. And great story. Great story and awful fucking movie they made. Um It wasn't terrible, but anyway, go ahead. It was pretty terrible. Um <laughs> there <laughs> there was the joke at the end and they tell you you do you, for those who fucking don't know what I'm talking about read the fucking killing joke but the joke represents both characters one of which is unwilling to escape the madness they're terrified of going back to normalcy and the other one is normal trying to escape the madness that's clawing at him because when you break it down, you're right. Bruce Wayne, Batman, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne is Batman, for those who fucking don't know, um, <laughs> is on the verge of insanity. He's also on the verge of killing. He has to always sort of stop himself from killing the Joker because he knows it would be so much fucking easier if he just, if the Joker was just gone for good. So. Do you, um, real quick, like two seconds, did you hear they're talking about, or, or, um, the guy who plays Negan on The Walking Dead, and he's Jeffrey the... Dean what's that? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. He's actually come out and said he wants to play Thomas Wayne. Like, he... Yeah. I would, and I think he'd be a, a perfect fit for Thomas... Like, was, specifically in the Flashpoint story, where he's, like, grizzled that, and... Yeah, him... Well, because he already played Thomas Wayne, but him being Thomas Wayne Batman, he's what you're right. Right, right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, was, Sorry. When they're gonna do, when, they, when they're ever gonna fucking do Flashpoint, fucking do it. That he's the obvious choice. But at the same time, this whole Joker thing shakes up the DCEU. That's my own personal thing of fuck, dude. Like, how many Jokers are we gonna fucking have? Right. Well, the the argument that kept coming through on Fumes's the thread was that this is like an Elseworld story, so it's a one-off, you know, side story, which. Okay, fine. I then we'll see. We'll say the Joker has said for his origins, he's like, I prefer to have my origin story be multiple choice. The Joker himself has said that. So was this movie needed? No, no, no fucking movie is needed. If you're really being honest, unless it's like, argument. hey, we only got one Iron Man. Where the fuck is this? You know, the next one. You know what I'm saying? I. Just to tie it back real quick, I heard they're actually saying that eventually Tom Holland's going to be in the suit. I don't know if that's true, but that's something they're saying. Tom Holland be in an iron suit? Yeah. Oh, I find that disrespectful as fuck. Well, no, like, because they keep referencing even Far From Home, like, he's not the next Iron Man, he's not the next Iron Man, he's not the next Iron Man, and ultimately he becomes the next Iron Man. I fucking hope not. Well, we'll see. I hope... I'd be more furious about that than... Well, they're gonna also gonna fucking make a standalone origin story for Lex Luthor, is the rumor now. <sighs> anyway, like here's the thing that's that's sort of what I'm. On but one hand, Warner I'm Brothers more... is trying to make a fucking origin story in like a universe of the DC films. Joker, a standalone movie, was great. Yeah, I, but... I mean, I, it's okay. I'm, I honestly would be more okay with a Lex Luthor standalone than than this. I really would because I find that to be more intriguing than a Joker backstory. Can I, I agree tell you with one 
Can I tell you one final scene that I thought was... There, there is some funny in the Joker movie. I'm sure there is. And this is a mild spoiler. For, for the, I'm not going to spoil everything. There is a big twist I'm not going to spoil. There's a part where Arthur is sort of in makeup, and he's like putting on his makeup because he's, he's going to go on a talk show. And he's at home, and it's an apartment. He's playing Frank Sinatra because that's the fucking thing. Um, and then when he... In the beginning of the film, he's a he's a clown for hire. And he works at this other sort of studio where this other guy is dressing up as clowns and everything. One of them is a big, heavyset dude who lends him a gun. The gun gets him in trouble, and blah, blah, blah. it's a whole fucking thing. But there's a little person. There's a there's a there's a dwarf who has always treated Arthur with respect and always been. And he's British, and he's always been very friendly. So they come over just to kind of talk to him and be like, "Hey, man, the cops came to us. We just want to let you know, like, the cops came to what talk to us. We just, you know." And so Arthur pulls out a fucking pair of scissors out of his pocket and like stabs the heavyset big dude in the eye and stabs him repeatedly and bashes his head against the wall and kills him. And the little person is freaking out, begging him like, Arthur, don't kill, stop it. Don't please don't kill me. And he's laying and they're kind of sitting there against the wall, heavy breathing, blood's on his face. And he says, Oh, I'm not going to hurt you, man. You can, you can go. Like, you've always been really nice to me. I'm not going to hurt you. And the dwarf starts walking over and then Joker goes, blah, like scares him. And that's a big laugh for the audience because, you know, it's all super tense. And we just saw the Joker fucking stab someone with a fucking eye. Right. And then he's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. Go ahead. You can get out of here. The, the little person goes to the door and Arthur had put the chain on. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole thing where he's just like, hey, Arthur, I can't. Could, would you mind getting the chain? He's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm so sorry. Like, gets up, all blood all over him, undoes the chain, lets him go. He's like, hey, man, you know, have a nice night. You know, check me out on TV, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that is fucking as weird of a, of a whole thing of this movie is. That was a really fucking funny scene for a super tense part. Okay. Yeah. So, so what we've learned is that the Joker has a soft spot for little people. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podiskey is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, BigHeadsMedia.com, and follow them on Twitter at BigHeadsMedia. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at RanceRico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at LogoMike80 at gmail.com. That's LogoMike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Yay, Rico. I got nothing, man.
Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.